Listeners, before diving into this episode, I just want to put out a huge trigger warning. In this episode, I will be discussing eating disorders and other mental health issues. If you are easily triggered by this, I highly suggest that you listen with caution or do not listen to this episode. I will preface every episode with this trigger warning because I will be discussing very touchy and sensitive topics that some may not be able to handle. I want everyone to feel safe in this environment and to just keep in mind that this podcast is an educational podcast meant to spread awareness on eating disorders and my journey through them. Everything mentioned in these episodes will be real, genuine content. No sugarcoating and no holding back. To reasons for recovery. Last time I discussed my first reason for recovery, which was the symptoms of anorexia and other eating disorders. And in today's episode, I will be discussing my second reason, which deals with intuitive eating. If you are a little confused on what intuitive eating is exactly, it is basically this method of eating where you acknowledge your hunger and what your body truly wants. It is practically the opposite of any diet that you could think of. And intuitive eating guides you into honoring your body and helping it become nourished with what it truly wants. If you're still a little bit lost on the subject, here's a little bit of an example for you. So, say you are in the mood for pizza what do you do in this situation? Do you deprive yourself of that food because you're scared to eat it, or do you listen to what your body wants and enjoy the pizza? Intuitive eating means that you choose the pizza because that's what your body wants. And when you suffer from an eating disorder, intuitive eating is basically out the door. It doesn't exist. (laughs) And there are so many ways that you can approach eating when you have an eating disorder but intuitive eating is definitely 100% not one of them. In today's episode, I'm going to be telling you guys some stories from my life with an eating disorder when intuitive eating was completely disregarded, and I will tell you what problems they caused in my life and how intuitive eating could have solved it. So, to get started with this episode, I'm just going to go ahead and dive right on in and start off with the very first time that I can remember where I completely disregarded intuitive eating. So I was a junior in high school at this time, and I was in the beginning phases of developing an eating disorder. I didn't have the greatest relationship with food, but I was also over-exercising and not really balancing my food with my exercise. But this was before it really started to go downhill. But I had been talking to this guy at the time, and I remember him wanting to take me out to eat one night. And he, like me, was a huge fan of pizza and just Italian food in general. So he really wanted to go out to an Italian restaurant and get pizza. And 
I was very leery of this idea at first because I had just started cutting carbs out of my diet and other highly processed foods, but I was very much on board for the idea because I definitely love pizza, and my brain thought, you know, even though I've cut carbs out of my diet, I can make this exception because I love pizza. You know, it's just a one-time thing. Why not? Before the words yes could come out of my mouth, my brain instantly flipped on me. My brain uttered the words, no, I don't really want pizza, instead of acknowledging that I actually did want pizza. I knew I wanted pizza. I really wanted pizza. With every ounce of me, I was totally on board for the whole idea of getting pizza. But my brain just would not allow it, no matter what. I was ignoring what my body really, really wanted, and I disregarded every sign that it was giving off. And I went with what my eating disorder was telling me that I wanted. I remember him being so bummed out about it, because he really wanted pizza, and I could tell that's what he really wanted. But I not only deprived my body of pizza, I also deprived his body as well. And we ended up going out to this restaurant where I had the option of ordering a salad, because it was low calorie and a safe food of mine. So in this situation, this is where disordered eating can not only hurt you, but it can also hurt other people. You disregard your hunger and what your body is really asking for and replace it with something that makes you feel safer. And this, in return, actually just makes you feel guiltier in the end because you now feel like crap that you denied what you really wanted and you also hurt others in the process. I have so many instances throughout my life where I denied what food I really wanted and it hurt others as well. Now, I'm sure that there are many other instances between my junior year and this moment I'm about to talk about where I disregarded intuitive eating, but this situation, this next moment, I remember very well, and it comes from the summer of 2019, between my senior year of high school and my summer semester of college. I was dating a boy at this time, and we were going out to eat that night, I had not eaten anything at all that day in preparation for this dinner that we were going to have, which right there is red flag number one. I remember being completely exhausted all day. I was starving, nauseous, I was on the brink of passing out, but nobody knew that. My boyfriend at the time was completely oblivious to my eating disorder because at this time, no one really knew of my problems except for my parents. So, I let him decide where he was going to take us for dinner because I was super indecisive when it came to picking out restaurants and places to eat, and I'm still very much like that to this day. It's an eating disorder habit that I have yet to break. But anyways, he decided that we were going to go to a hibachi sushi bar place. And I honestly was very much in favor of that offer, but I instantly declined it because that's a carb overload right there. And at this time, 
that was a huge fear food of mine. It had been a huge fear food of mine since the beginning of my disorder. And I made up some lame, sad excuse and told him I didn't really want carbs and that I wanted to go somewhere else instead of a hibachi sushi buffet. And when he asked me where I wanted to go, I said I didn't know. So we just drove around clueless until we ended up going to a golden corral where I felt the safest because guess what? There was a salad bar there. <laughs> and once again, that was my safe food and what I ultimately picked. He was very, very upset with me that night, and I don't blame him whatsoever. I would be mad at me too if I turned down a food that I really wanted. But I remember him being silent the entire way to the restaurant and also on the way back, and I would repeatedly ask him, what's wrong? Like, is there something wrong? And he finally told me, look, you said I could pick where I wanted to eat, and I picked sushi, and you declined it. I was really looking forward to sushi. Internally, I felt absolutely awful because I hurt my boyfriend. I hurt his feelings, and I turned down his offer of what he really, really wanted. And even though I felt awful, my eating disorder kept telling me that there was no problem at all. There was no issue with what I did because I got what I wanted and I got my safe food in the end. This situation is very similar to the first one. I declined the original offer and selfishly ruined the eating experience for not only me, but for someone else as well. Like I said, I love sushi. I loved it even before my eating disorder developed. So I would have 100% gone with that option if it weren't for my eating disorder. I, again, deprived my body of what I really wanted and settled for something that was not even going to satisfy me. And I was a distance runner at this time, so I was in desperate need of carbs, but I refused them all the time. Intuitive eating in this situation would have helped me out so much. If I would have just gone with what my body wanted, I wouldn't have made my boyfriend mad, for sure. We would have had a very nice dinner together and no issues would have sparked up from it. But an eating disorder can make you selfish. It can make you think of only what you want and what's best for you and you kind of just leave everyone else out of the picture because only you matter and only what you want is important. I know people lost a lot of respect for me over time because of how selfish I became with my eating disorder. And if I just followed intuitive eating, that would have solved so many problems for me if I would have just listened to what my body wanted instead of killing it over time. And I wouldn't have lost all of that respect from people like I did over the years. So now this next story I have is more like a collection of instances that all depict the same concept. These instances happened over time throughout my first few semesters of college. I was very deep into my eating disorder at this point and there was definitely no stopping me now. When I had access to eat literally anything I wanted because I was in college away from home, I didn't take it as well as other college students would have. Like I've said in other episodes, I fully intended on gaining that freshman 15 that everyone talks about because 
when you go to college, you know, you have access to literally whatever you want. But I definitely didn't eat anything and everything that I wanted. Every night, I remember, I would have this mental battle with myself on what I was going to do about dinner. Dinner was my biggest issue because I would eat this, you know, minuscule little breakfast, I would typically skip lunch, and I would leave dinner as my actual first meal of the day. Every day after class, I would always argue back and forth with myself on what I was going to eat that day. Basically, the conversation sounded like this. Do I want Chick-fil-A? No, too many calories, and they don't have salads there. Okay, well, maybe Panda Express. Nope, too many calories again, and tons of carbs. Okay, what about Subway? No, Chris, that's bread. You can't eat that. That's literally what my brain was like. That was the conversation I had every single day with myself. And after ruling out all of these really nice, decent, good restaurants that were throughout campus, I would always settle for the dining hall. And you know why? Because they had a salad bar, and I would tell myself every time I went to that cafeteria, I would always get something nourishing, but I never did. Every time I walked into that cafeteria, I got a salad every single time. And the thing is, I wouldn't even make it like a decent salad. It would be a very, very lack of nutrition kind of salad. I would always just get a bunch of lettuce, cucumbers, tomatoes, mushrooms, broccoli. I would switch it up a little every now and then, but those were the main ingredients. And that's it. No protein. No nutritional value, just veggies that were practically composed of water. That's it. I always wanted to eat at those restaurants my school provided, and I always wanted to try those things in the dining hall besides the salad bar. But my eating disorder would never let me. No matter how much I tried to fight it off, it would always win. My first two semesters of college, I ate at the campus restaurants maybe a total of two times, and I never ate anything but salads out of the dining hall. I never tried anything else in that dining hall but the salad bar. I was killing my body more and more each day, and I was restricting nourishment so much to the point where it was just going off the charts, and I just never listened to what I really wanted. If I had just listened to intuitive eating and what my body really, really wanted, I would have not hurt my body so much as I did. I starved myself of protein, I starved myself of carbs, I starved myself of true, real nourishment. I was living off of such a low-calorie diet with all of these low-calorie veggies, and that's not the way you want to live. I say this in every episode. It's not the way you want to live. Trust me. I'm never going to get those years back where I took all of the good food away from me. I can't turn back time and make those things right with food again. I can never go back and not restrict the food that I restricted. It's already happened and it's already in the past and it's said and done. There's nothing I can do about it. It was a bunch of years wasted on worrying about what I wanted and worrying about what food I was going to get next. It makes me 
so upset looking back and realizing how much my eating disorder took over and how much I just allowed it to take over. I missed out on so many good things, so many good opportunities because of it. And I never listened to what my intuitive eating was saying. And I absolutely hate thinking about that. You really do not want to live your life stripping yourself of good food and not listening to what your body really wants. That's the reason why I really chose recovery. I wanted to be able to listen to my body again and be able to enjoy nourishing my body again. And I do. I'm so glad that I chose recovery because I got exactly that. I'm able to listen to what I want and I'm able to nourish myself properly now. So now this last instance that I will talk about took place about a month before I was admitted to the hospital for treatment. So I have a friend group from high school that I have kept in contact with ever since we all parted ways for college. And my freshman year of college in December 2019, one of them decided to throw a Christmas party to kind of, you know, get the gang back together. And I was all for it. I was definitely excited for it because I had not seen my friends since we graduated. So it had been a few months. My only issue was what was the food going to be like there? What were we going to have to eat? And about a week before the party, my friend who was organizing the whole thing texted me and asked me if I had any food allergies or special diets because she was also the one that was going to be cooking for the party. I told her that I was gluten-free now because I was intolerant to any sort of bread or products with gluten. And that right there is a complete lie. I wasn't intolerant to gluten or bread. I was just afraid of it. But she followed those rules and made food without gluten in it just for me. And then, when I got to the party, I didn't even eat what she had made specially for me. Now, how rude and selfish is that? That's extremely terrible. That's really rude, really selfish. And I know that I had to have offended her immensely at that party because I barely touched the food that she had slaved over to make just for me, to accommodate to my needs. If I had just followed intuitive eating, I wouldn't have lied to her in the first place. I wouldn't have told her that I was gluten intolerant because that's never even existed. I've never been gluten intolerant. And intuitively, I would have loved whatever she would have made for us because I had no restrictions. Internally, I had no restrictions, but my eating disorder kept saying I did. My eating disorder made me lie, and it made someone else work harder just to fit my needs and what I thought I wanted. Here's another example of extreme selfishness and me just being a terrible friend in general. An eating disorder can make you do and say the rudest and most selfish things. It can turn you into something that you aren't and someone that you don't even recognize. It will leave an impression on people that you are someone that you don't actually mean to be. I'm generally not a rude and selfish person, at least I try not to be, but my eating disorder made me become that way, and if I had only followed what my body really wanted, I would have never acted the way that I did. Following intuitive eating 
can really save you from many bad situations and it can help you out so much mentally as well. It can save you from having mental battles with yourself, it can save you from being selfish, and it can save you from hurting others. It's also just a much healthier mindset to have when it comes to eating. As you can see from all these situations that I just mentioned to you, I could have easily avoided all of those negative outcomes if I had just listened to what I really wanted. My eating disorder made me act in ways I hope to never act again, and that's why I chose to recover. I chose recovery for many reasons, of course, that's what this whole entire podcast is about, but one of those reasons was so I could listen to what I really wanted and what I really wanted to eat. I chose recovery so I could properly nourish my body again. And I chose recovery so I would stop hurting others along the way due to my bad eating habits. And all of this ties together into intuitive eating. I learned how to intuitively eat again because I chose to recover and I chose to stick with it. And I didn't give up because I knew it was for the better. And I want you to know that it isn't too late to turn yourself around. If you think that there is absolutely no hope for you, I hate to tell you this, but you are very wrong. There is most definitely hope for everyone who is struggling with the same thing that I did. There is no shame at all in feeling the way that you do. Yes, it can be damaging and a very bad mindset to you and others, but it's something that you can fix. It's something that can be fixed if you try and don't give up. Don't lose hope. I didn't, and I'm here today to help others realize that too. If you ever feel like you are in need of help, don't feel afraid to reach out to me if you need any more advice or would just like to talk. I've realized I've never actually really given away, like a way that you can reach me, so my Instagram will be in the description of this episode if you'd like to shoot me a DM. I'd be glad to talk to you. But of course, if you think you are in need of professional help, I will also leave the hotlines in the description, like I do in each episode, that you can contact. And these are eating disorder hotlines for those who are seeking recovery and need medical or psychological help in that process. Also, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but this episode was a little bit shorter than usual. Um, typically, my episodes are around an hour or so long. But I have gotten word, some feedback from some listeners, that they would like shorter episodes. And so I'm just going to kind of go back and forth between long episodes and short episodes just to see how you guys like it. So this is a shorter episode, as you can see from the timestamps. But um, yeah, hopefully that's not a problem to some, but I just know that I got a little bit of feedback from a few people saying... They'd like shorter episodes. So yeah, that's the reason why this is cut a little bit short. But anyways, <laughs> thank you all for listening. And of course, please remember to stay safe and stay healthy.